Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Christensen. And today I want to share with you a strategy that can be found in lean process improvement methodology, but is also very helpful for personal productivity. So the strategy that I want to share with you today is creating a focus on value. This month in the Peaceful Productivity community, we are talking about money mindset. And I thought that would be a great way to kick off this conversation. The best way that I know of to increase your income is to shift your focus to creating more value. It reminds me of a story back when I was working in corporate I got to a point in my career where I was maxed out in my salary range. And so without taking another position within the organization, I was totally capped in terms of what my salary was. However, I continued to grow and contribute and provide value for the organization. So I challenged myself to think about different ways in which I could receive compensation And I was really, really interested in lean methodology at that time. And I proposed to my employer that I pursue a lean methodology certification. Although they were constrained in terms of salary, they did have a budget for training. However, when I put forward my request for this training, I was asked to consider the value that would be created in my attaining this certification and how I would turn around and give back to the organization if they supported me through this training. And it was a really, really interesting exercise because I had to shift from what I was originally thinking about in terms of what the certification would do for me in terms of my knowledge, my experience, and my future growth opportunities. Side note, I think that investments in our brains are the best way to create more money. So I was already bought into the idea that this certification was a great way to uh, subsidize my income. However, now I wanted to demonstrate how this would be an asset for the organization as well. And the beautiful thing about lean is that a part of the certification is that you you do have to demonstrate that you can save the organization either time or money. And you have to build a bit of a business case around that before you even start your certification. So I did that and I presented that to my employer as part of my request for training funds. And I went on to do the certification. Through this very first project, I saved the corporation 10 hours per month, which doesn't seem like a lot. However, the additional bonus 
was the increased engagement because the people engaged in this 10 hours of effort were experiencing a lot of frustration around the inefficiencies in the process. So once we got rid of those inefficiencies, they enjoyed doing this process so much more. So then when I went on to get further lean certifications, what I learned through that experience is that if I wanted to secure funding for further training, all I needed to do was demonstrate the value that I intended to provide as a result of applying this training. So the next time I went to request funding for further training, I decided that I was going to share the knowledge that I was gaining with those around me. And long story short, what I did is I went on to create some training programs at my organization, which then sparked a community of practice around lean and continuous improvement methodology. And those things survived long past my exit from the corporation. They're still in use today. So the amount of money that the organization spent on my training has now been returned to the organization times 10. And every time they use that training program, every time somebody else learns and applies that methodology to the organization, there is exponential savings in terms of time and money and increased engagement. And so I wanted to share that story with you because I think that value is a two-way street. Our ability to create and provide value is also our ability to increase our compensation and the value that's coming back to us. It's a reciprocal relationship. And so if you're challenged in an organization to find ways to be further compensated for the value that you're contributing, or there's capacity there, however, you're not making the money that you want to be making, I'd like to challenge you to look for those opportunities to create more value. So the first question that I'd like to ask is, when you think about your work, what do you tend to focus on? Are you focused on putting in time? Are you focused on having fun? Are you focused on creating value for others? Are you focused on earning a paycheck? All of these things might be true, but where do you primarily place your focus? I remember when I changed jobs, I went from accounting over to strategy. And I found myself thinking things like, I'm too old to be starting a new job. I don't want to be the new person all over again. Everyone else is younger than me. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm never going to catch up. And when I focused on those types of thoughts, that line of thinking, I found that I would work myself into a bit of a negative spiral. I wasn't feeling effective in my job, nor was I feeling particularly engaged and definitely not feeling efficient. 
So I challenged myself to shift my focus. And instead of focusing on all of the things I didn't know, I shifted over to a focus on creating value. I actively worked on what was valuable for my boss and my teammates and the other consumers of our services around the organization. And I thought about different ways to increase this value. I found this strategy to be so helpful for three reasons. The first reason is that it increased my effectiveness. And increased effectiveness translates into more money. It also increased my engagement in what I was doing. And I found that increased engagement translates into more enjoyment and less stress. And finally, the third reason the strategy was so helpful was that it allowed me to identify opportunities to increase my efficiency, which translates into more capacity and more time. So today I want to offer some ways in which you can apply this strategy if you're interested in shifting to a focus on creating value. So the first step in applying this strategy is to start with effectiveness. In my mind, effectiveness is a focus on the what. What are you producing and for whom? There are several different ways that we can measure effectiveness. We can use quality scores, performance scores. My favorite way is to measure with money. Consumers tend to vote for the most valuable product or service with their money. The best way to determine the value of your product or service is to look at it through your consumer's eyes. Whether you're an employee providing a service for your colleagues or boss, or an entrepreneur and providing a service for an end customer, you can look at what's being offered through the consumer's eyes. And you can ask them. That is the best way to find out what they find valuable. If you're in an employment setting, you can look at your job description. If you're an entrepreneur, you can host focus groups or customer response surveys. I always suggest looking at effectiveness before efficiency because it doesn't really matter how fast and efficient we are at producing whatever value it is that we're producing if no one finds it valuable. My productivity instructor used to like to say, there's no point in getting really good at producing widgets if no one is in the market for widgets. So the next step in applying this strategy is to look at your own engagement. And this is typically the why. You're likely familiar with Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why, because the response to the question why often sparks motivation and engagement. Greater engagement helps us to feel pride in our contribution It helps us to feel like we're making a difference. It helps us to feel purposeful. 
We can measure engagement with team morale scores or stress scores. We can also use things like absenteeism and customer service scores. With regards to engagement, it's always interesting to look at our own mindset. Are we doing the bare minimum because we feel we have to? Or are we going above and beyond because we want to? And finally, when we're applying this strategy, we look at efficiency. And efficiency is the how we're producing something. In order to improve efficiency, we first have to establish what the process is, what it is that we're producing, what is valuable about that service or product, and then focus on making it more efficient. And we typically measure efficiency with time. When we focus on efficiency before effectiveness, we can't really streamline because we don't really know what are the value add activities and what are the non-value add activities. Everything feels important. It's like trying to streamline a herd of elephants. So this strategy and shifting to a focus on creating value reminds me of a client. I will call her Claire. Claire was a salesperson at a kitchen renovation company. And she was looking around at the market and she noticed that people in similar sales positions to her own were making about 20% more than what she was making. So she decided that she wanted to ask for a 20% increase to her income. So the first thing she looked at was what is the value that she was providing for her company? After she had a really clear understanding of that, she then looked at engagement She knew that she could be making 20% more by working really, really long hours and burning herself out, or she could make 20% more with a focus on value. As she better understood the value that she was creating, she felt more connected to the contribution that she was making, more connected to her work. She started to identify opportunities to cut out things that weren't adding any value. As well, she started to identify opportunities to add additional value to her own services, which increased the value of her contribution even further. She became more in demand and her employer started to pay attention and offer recognition and further compensation. She felt like her contribution was so valuable that she began to feel more purposeful and like she was making a difference. She started to feel more connected to her customers and to her company, and she felt a great deal of job satisfaction. She no longer spent any time outside of work or even at work stressing about her work or trying to distract herself from feelings of stress. Aside from the occasional bad day, she was routinely looking forward to going to work and connecting with the people that she worked with. In shifting her focus to creating more value, she increased both her effectiveness and her engagement. 
And from that place, she was really well positioned to understand how she could create more efficiency. She was really motivated to cut back on any overtime since she was planning to start a family soon. Given that she already had such a good, solid understanding of the value that she was providing, in order to create more time, she simply needed to get really clear on what her processes were and get even more precise on distinguishing the value-add activities from the non-value-add activities. So for example, while she enjoyed being on several committees, she also saw that she was trading the time spent on these committees for time with her family. So knowing that that time with her family was most important at this stage of her life allowed her to streamline her activities at work still create tons of value, and carve out more time for her family. So I want to offer some powerful questions that you can ask yourself if you're interested in shifting to a focus on creating value. So the first question is, what are you creating? And I use the word creating very deliberately. When we feel like we're in a creative mindset, we feel more connected and engaged in our work. And so when I answer this question for myself, what am I creating? I think the number one thing that I'm creating is space for my clients, space for them to just really think and reflect about their goals and their process and answer some powerful questions about what it is that they truly want, what they truly want and how to create it for themselves. I'm also creating a supportive space, a trusting relationship where my clients feel safe to explore these ideas that they might not have really even acknowledged to themselves before. The next question is, who is consuming this service? So when I answer that for myself, specifically, it's my clients who are people who are motivated to make change in their lives. The next question is, what is valuable about your product or service? I came up with a list of different things that are valuable about my coaching program. The next question is, what do the consumers value. When I asked myself this question, my response was the powerful tools and questions that I provide, the ongoing support, the opportunity to articulate their goals and have a champion, someone who believes in them. And the final question is, why is this work important to you? And I'd like to challenge you to go beyond simply earning a paycheck. For me, when I answered this question, I came up with, this work is important to me because I'm teaching people how to believe in themselves. And really, I can't think of anything more important than that. So if you're interested in increasing any of the three E's, effectiveness, engagement, or efficiency, I'll offer that shifting to a focus on creating value can be instrumental in helping you get there.
If you would like to explore more around the money mindset course kicking off next month, I'll invite you to check out my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca. Have a great day, everyone.